Are you a motherless daughter? What if we told you we have 20 years worth of truth treasures, pearls of wisdom, and diamonds of hope to help you with your mother loss? We do, and we share all things mother loss on Nurturing Words, Voices of Experience, a podcast by the Motherless Daughters Ministry. Give yourself some self-care and listen as we discuss grief, regret, anger, redemption, closure, and so much more. Hello, I'm Gladys Bell, your host. Today, we share our second episode in the Voices of Volunteers series, highlighting the work of our Motherless Daughters Ministry volunteers. Our ministry is blessed to have an active team of volunteers, and we want to share their stories. If you missed our first episode, we interviewed Mary Ellen Collins, the founder, executive director, and board chair for Motherless Daughters Ministry. Check out episode 59 to hear her story. Today, we will be listening to the story of Chris Fischel, who serves as the administrative director on the ministry management team. She puts in many more hours using her organizational skills, passion for problem solving, and simplifying complex processes to help the ministry work efficiently. Let's hear her story of how she learned about Motherless Daughters Ministry and what she's learned as a volunteer. Well, welcome, Chris. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we would like to start by just letting our listeners know a little bit about your involvement with Motherless Daughters Ministry, how you first got involved, and just what your role is uh, as a volunteer. Yeah, I first found out about Motherless Daughters when I was a young, well, my children were young. <laughs> when my youngest was born, I was 41, and I realized my mother loss more significantly then than other times in my life. And I had reached out for some peer counseling through a Christian organization, and I happened to see a brochure for Motherless Daughters Ministry. My mom was alive at that time, but we had had a strained, difficult relationship most of my life, especially when I became a mom. And so I grabbed a brochure, but I hid it in my Bible on my way into my counseling appointment because I felt ashamed to think that I was a motherless daughter. But it, it really registered with me. And so I hid it there, and then a couple weeks later, I called and signed up for one of the classes. I took the, the journey class which is like the journey retreat only spread out over 12 weeks. And um, and it really had such a huge impact on my life and really allowed me to heal in a lot of ways. It started the healing journey for me. So after that, I, I had four young children, ages two through eight at the time, and did a lot of volunteering with schools as well as did child care in my home <laughs> to supplement my husband's income. So I had very little time, but I wanted to be able to give back. And I thought the best way I could give back was to contribute some blogs because I love to write and it's very therapeutic for me to write. So I started writing with the blog team and submitting those periodically as I struggled with something with, especially around emotion being a daughter of an emotionally absent mother. So I would write those blogs periodically. And then over the years, that was um, in 2010, so it's been 13 years. It's hard to believe. 
But over the years, I started getting involved in different things whenever there was a need within the ministry. And every time I got involved, I got something more for myself out of it. So I volunteered a year ago at the Journey Retreat, and I heard for the first time, maybe it wasn't for the first time, it's probably the second time I've heard it, but the first time it really, I really could hear it. And, and that was around the age and stage I was at when I recognized being a motherless daughter. And, and that was in my, in my young childhood, and especially at age 12, there was a traumatic event that, where I recognized that I was on my own, that I wasn't going to have my mom was not going to be my protector. And so when I realized that and got to know, understand, I guess, the different impacts that would have on my life, feeling motherless, even though there was a mother at age 12, how that impacted my life and my relationships, I started seeing a lot of puzzle pieces come together. You know, why I had negative relationships with men, why I had you know, why my first marriage was to someone who was exactly like my mom and, you know, abusive. And so that, so that really opened my eyes. And every time I volunteered in another area, I would learn more and more about myself and my journey. So and I guess I would say that volunteering with motherless daughters has allowed me to continue my healing journey where I might be tempted to push it aside and not deal with it and just be busy with, with life this has kept me growing and becoming more more joyful really in my life by by sticking with it and knowing it's a lifelong journey. I think that's a really important point that a lot of times when we're volunteering we're doing it to help others, but we end up getting something out of it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because I didn't even think about the fact that I'm doing I'm about what I'm doing in volunteering helps other people might seem a little selfish, but just the fact that I am, I get so much out of it by being a part of the group and and meeting other women who are earlier on in their healing journey. And I'm learning so much from them. You know, I, I mean, I hope they're learning. They're able to get something from what I have experienced. And that's what, that's what Jesus taught us to, that, what we go through, we're going to be able to use for good for someone else. But I know for me, I, I always get something out of it for myself as well. And it feels really good to be a part of a group of people who understand what it's like. Definitely. And I think that's important too, when you were talking about your kids being little when you first started and maybe not feeling like you had a lot of time, but just figuring out ways to still be involved. Because I think it can be easy to think, oh, we're so busy. We don't have time for healing or time to volunteer. And well, we don't have the same resources someone else has, or we don't have the same amount of time. Or if only this were this way in my life, I could actually focus on healing or focus on something. So I think that's important for everybody to hear that you can do it, even if it's maybe not the way it would look for someone else, just taking those steps to start. Yeah, absolutely. I think we tend to, we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we see a bigger role that we could have or we'd like to have, but we just can't do it at that time. So we might want to say, well, I'll wait. 
I'll wait until my kids are out of school. <laughs> yeah. And in the meantime, we have pushed it further and further down what healing we might need. And there are women who could benefit from what we have to offer the wisdom we've learned. And even just writing, writing notes is a huge gift. Um, and, and, it, and it's a gift to us as well because we hear those words that we're writing down for other women. So, I mean, we could, it could be like an hour that's contributed even once a year really is impactful. Yeah. And you never know how that can come back, like you said, to help you as well. My mother used to write a lot of notes to people and one of my sister's friends lost her mother and my mother wrote her several letters and that friend ended up giving us the letters back when our mother, so we were hearing our own mother's words. So you never know what you're putting out and helping other people, how that can, who all that's going to impact. She would never have imagined it would impact us too, but so you never know. That's really important about just writing it out. It helps yourself, but it can also help others. The other thing I want to say is that when I've just recently been understanding more about communicating when someone is grieving, communicating with someone who is really hurting in that um, this is something God's been teaching me recently because I am now surrounded by several people that I am close with who are um, going through the um, slow, horrendous time of watching their loved one die or lost someone who has lost someone quickly. And sometimes the relationship with that loved one is, has been difficult their whole life or sometimes it's someone that's been very close. And... One of the things that, that I find is in common is that they have all said that some of the people around them say the worst things. They mean well, but what they say is not helpful, like she's in a better place now, or you know, and I think just understanding that sitting with or just being with someone and even just saying there are no words. Right. You know, I think some motherless daughters from whatever kind of loss we have, it's been painful and we've been through it. And when we can express that we understand to somebody who's going through it now, I think that is a huge gift because there are so many people who, I mean, my husband, when my parents died, he didn't understand. He's not lost his parents. He didn't know what that was like. And so he didn't know how to be there for me. And I ended up getting really upset with him because he couldn't be there for me. And I didn't want to have to teach him how to be there for me. But I understand now why he didn't know how to be there for me because he's not been through it. But when I'm in the um, company of people who have been through it, like um, other motherless daughters who have been through that specific kind of grief, we know we don't have to think about what's the right thing to say. Because we know there isn't anything to say. It's just being in there, being with them, knowing they're not alone and just listening. That's the huge, huge gift. I think whether we provide that within a setting, like with Motherless Daughters Ministry at an event or just in other people that we meet, like you were saying with your um, your sister and, and your friends, I think that's that's a way to give back also. Yeah, definitely. I think... It can be, it can provide some peace and comfort to know that the things that have been hard for us, that God can then use that to help others, yes. you yes. know, and provide that comfort. Cause you're right. 
I can think about um, times where maybe I didn't really understand what someone was going through, you know, mm-hmm. and I thought I was doing the best I could, but once it happens to you, you realize, oh, maybe that's not what they needed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion. You have a powerful story to tell, and I want you to know your story will resonate with so many in our listening community. Podcasts provide us with opportunities to connect with others, fostering a sense of personal connection through the power and intimacy of one's voice. They can provide an escape, a touch point with the world outside, and a sense of community, and not just for the listeners. If you would like to be featured as a nurturing voice of experience in one of our upcoming podcasts, please let us know. Visit MotherlessDaughtersMinistry.com today. Are there any ways, I mean, we've talked about how volunteering um, can help you. Are there any things that you feel like it's changed about you or you've noticed like God has provided you additional healing or something that you've felt that has changed in you since volunteering? This time um, volunteering right now for the, at the journey retreat, I'm noticing that I am, I'm an introvert and I like to do things in the background that energizes me, but, and and I also love people one-on-one, you know, I don't really like to be in groups. I feel very awkward. And I, um, what I noticed this time is that I am much more aware of when someone, when God is guiding me toward one particular person. And that's something, di- that's something different. And so when I connected with a person and I realized how much God had orchestrated that, that there's a reason, you know, as, as we've talked, there's a reason that we're connecting. So I think what, I, what I'm gaining, what I'm learning this time is to just don't think too much about what I'm supposed to do and just be open. Be open to sense and be open to, you know, he's going to put me in the right place at the right time with the right person. But I have to be, have my mind open. Because if I'm thinking about these are my assignments, then I'm not going to be paying attention to that. So that's a new, that's something I'm learning this weekend, is to just be open. And, and that there will be healing for the other person and healing for me as well. There's something that he wants me to work on. I'm sensing that um, in a lot of aspects of my life that there's a common theme of listening and slowing myself down. Don't jump in my head to a, a solution to a problem or, okay, here's what we need to do, but to just take a pause, be still, and don't say anything until I feel the Holy Spirit leading me to say it. That's really hard for me. Yeah. I want to jump into fixing things. But I'm, I'm seeing that at work here. And it's it's really, I'm seeing it in my job, in my marriage, in relationships with my kids. And, you know, they're all, those are different aspects of my life where it's the same thing that people need to be heard. And I never thought about that before. So I, I, I feel like all he's working in me in all aspects of my life 
but I'm able to slow down and, and get a sense of that in, in the event I'm volunteering for at the time. It's a really good point too, that a lot of times it's not, you might think, oh, well, I'm focused on mother loss or I'm focused on this specific part of my life, but it's affecting your other parts of your life too. When you have healing in one area, it's going to help with other things that you might not think are related, but that pain that you're feeling from the one thing is impacting your other relationships. And Yeah, yeah. And I'm finding that when I find joy in one, it's spreading to others too. Yeah, which has been surprising to me you know my kids can now say oh you're embarrassing me because you're you're acting goofy but I felt freer because of joy and release that I found from through one of the other thing the other aspects of my life definitely are there any um, challenges that you've experienced or things that uh, you know as you're volunteering as you're working on the healing sometimes it can be hard and maybe we want to pull back or maybe we find that challenging any challenges that you found with volunteering. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it relates to what I'm learning right now too. One, two things. First, it's really whenever, um, I think we want to get to the end. We want to know I'm okay now. I've fully grieved and I can let it go. But it's never really ever gone. It's different, but it's never really gone. So there can be a tendency to want to um, put it back in a box and just move on. Like, okay, I'm good enough. And But, but God has, when I have stuck with it, when I don't want to think about mother loss anymore, I'm tired of having to think about this that happened 20 years ago or this that happened when I was a child or reliving my mother's death from three years ago. If I put it in a box and try and not do it, not let it be a part of who I am, it always gets me in trouble. So I, I think the tendency is to want to, to do that. Um, and so to intentionally reject that, that impulse I have to do that. Um, the other thing that's really challenging is that in volunteering with motherless daughters, we are all motherless daughters. And the mother role is so significant. And whether someone has lost that and deeply is grieving that and hurting from that, or someone had it, had a mother without mothering that was nurturing, we're all coming together as volunteers. And we're all women. And we're all mothers or grandmothers or, and daughters. And so we are all coming together as broken people. And I found that sometimes it can be really difficult working with people who have the same, same kinds of struggles and griefs that we have. And so it can be challenging sometimes to stick in those relationships that can be painful because it might be like, oh, this person had a mother that I didn't have and I can't understand and it hurts sometimes to be around her because she's crying missing her mom and I don't under understand that I don't know what that's like or you know a lot of other different circumstances but when we're all together I think it forces us to have to deal with any of those remnants of grief that are in us 
And, um, and it, and when we do it and we, we're sticky together and we stay together and continue working through it, there's so much more healing that comes. I think that's why God is, is pushing me right now to, to be still, to be quiet, to listen and, and not try to make sense of something out loud in the moment, but just take it in. Because I think there's, Developing those relationships that aren't always easy is really, really important. So that kind of relationship can happen when you're with a group of people who are all broken, all struggling, and trying to heal themselves, continue their own healing, and help other women who are healing. So, yeah, that's kind of blunt, but that's like one of the, one of the hardest things I think. Yeah, it is so, so valuable. There's so much healing to be gained by it and so much that the other person can gain also by acceptance, you know, acceptance of each other of, you know, yeah, you're, you're like my mom used to be. And, and that could be hurtful or it could be very heartfelt and wonderful, you know, being sticky in it together. I think we, we both can grow. Definitely. And I think it makes it really worth it, but it can be challenging. I think it's important to recognize that. And that's one thing in the blogs and the podcasts and the retreat this weekend that I'm just noticing is how open and vulnerable people are allowing themselves to be and how that can really help others. And also just being honest that it is a journey and it's not like a one time, Oh, I did this retreat. Now I'm fine. I don't have any struggle with it, but people showing that even though maybe they're further down the grief journey, they still have struggles. And I think that's important because you can, if you, especially if you don't know other people dealing with the same thing that you're dealing with, you can feel like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just be better? So I think that's important. But it can be, like you said, that can be challenging too. You know, and I think that's what it, I think that's, you know, we talk about this being a sisterhood. And I think that's all part of it. Because we may not in our natural families have had family members who could stick with us through it could work through those things and still be connected and like know each other so deeply that we're not leaving even when it gets hard. Yeah. I think, I think that's that sisterhood. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing a little bit more. Is there anything else that you would like to share about your experience with volunteering or? I just would recommend that anybody who has any little a tiny nudge to just put their toe in the water do something small, find your place, you know, be a part of a group of women who understand there's never been anything better that I've done, I think, from my healing, from all of the different traumatic events in my life. This has been, this has been a way to stay connected to God and to continue that healing and, and be a part of a group who understands. So I hope people will if they feel led to like take a little step, let us welcome them in. Definitely. And like you said, there's so many different opportunities, no matter how much time, where you're located, whatever your situation yeah. is, there's so many opportunities. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you for joining us here at Motherless Daughters Ministry. If you need more nurturing words, we encourage you to have a listen to other episodes of this podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button so you can join us again next time.